Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. So I was, uh, I heard recently on Twitter that um, I think January 18th is like national uh, quit your resolutions day. Um, so congrats on, I think actually this, today is the, the cutoff. So how are you doing your resolutions? <laughs> well, you, uh, you don't have to worry about quitting your resolution if you don't make any. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the real hack, right? <laughs> Uh, what about you? Um, you know, I don't, I don't have very many resolutions. I think I talked a little bit about goals and goal setting on one of the other episodes, but, uh, my wife and I went to the gym today, so that was good. And that was one of our resolutions we wanted to do more often. Um, so we haven't completely fallen off, but, uh, yet to be seen. We have plenty more time to, <laughs> to course correct and, uh, <laughs> and fail later on. Yeah, so far so good. Nice. Yeah, I think in general, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but like, I am uh, 2022. I am just like starting slow out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, can get into it more later, but <laughs> yeah, c- props to you for for uh, you know getting the the gym habit going. <laughs> well, it's been a while. It's been pre Christmas. Uh, I've been doing workouts here and there at home, but, um, we, we finally got out and and did one today together. I think the hard part is just like aligning schedules. And I think the hard part for me too, is I want to do a bunch of things before I do like the optional things. But I think that I just learned, and I know it's true, but it's just, I never end up doing the optional things the mandatory things like work or what I consider to be mandatory always end up taking up most of the time. And, or if I do them first, then I don't have energy for the other things later. And so I I have to learn to get those done before or during, Mm. or, you know, today we went at like 1130, right? It's like smack dab in the middle of the day, which feels great, but it's hard to step away from the computer in the middle of the workday sometimes. Yeah. I, I have to work out first thing in the morning or else I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so it's yeah. the only time I ever can work out. Yeah. 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 I can totally see that. Yeah. It's this, uh, I think I'd be like that too. We would like to, we always talk about like, man, I wish we were just those people who were at the gym, 7am sharp, you know, get back home at <laughs> eight, eight thirty. you can start your work day and get an early start to the, to the morning. But, um, easier said than done way. Yeah. It's pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah, kids change that too. So <laughs> right, right, yeah, completely different level. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. kids, how was the last weekend? How things been? Uh, it's been good. We went to Disneyland last weekend, which was an interesting experience with a one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, huh? Yeah. Um, I think it was like my wife and I talked about it a bunch. We're not sure if he was like maybe a little bit overwhelmed Mm. just by like everything going on and, uh, the amount of people there. And obviously with COVID going on, like he hasn't been around 
he hasn't been in a lot of situations where there's that many people around. I mean, the airport a couple times and right. We went to one wedding last summer, but yeah. So, uh, the other thing is he just learned how to walk and I'm sure like any parent listening, like it's crazy how fast he's progressed. Like a few, just before Christmas, he Mm. was like taking his first steps and now he's like walking around. He's mobile, baby. (laughs) He's gone. (laughs) Which, Which is crazy. And so he like, he still falls a lot though. And so like all he wanted to do was like walk around the park and stuff mm. and where and, you know it's like brick pavement and, and whatnot and like we're not at, like as comfortable yet with him just running around everywhere so i think he almost had more fun in the hotel room where we just like <laughs> let him go crazy and do whatever he wanted he's climbing all over stuff and yeah um but yeah it was overall it was, it was a good weekend so mm. it was it was mm. nice to get away for for a bit yeah yeah that's good that's nice i feel like um i don't know you know, I don't go to those areas very often these days, but I don't know how many rides he's able to go on or sort of what that experience is like in that part of the park. But I have to imagine that's sort of interesting to just like going on rides and trying to, you know, like, I don't know. Does he think it's scary? Is it fun? Is it somewhere between <laughs> waiting in lines? It's a whole experience I have to imagine. Yeah, there was a, so we, we probably didn't do enough research beforehand, but there was one ride we went on with him. Uh, which was like a Winnie the Pooh ride. So we figured, oh, you know, it's, which it was sort of advertised as being like a slower, more kid-friendly ride. And, and we go on and it's like, almost <laughs> this like psychedelic trip experience. Like oh, just right. like the audio visual <laughs> experience was like very intense. And totally. we, we filmed him and his face was just like, his mouth was wide open. His eyes were wide open. And we're like, we're not sure if he's amazed or terrified right now. <laughs> and that was just how he looked to the entire ride. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, I forgot fun. about that one. Yeah. That one's pretty intense. Yeah. It's definitely it's a trip for <laughs> sure. Not, I'm not sure yeah. why they, they chose that one as like the ride, the Winnie the Pooh ride. Cause it's, yeah, it's, it's something else. Yeah. But he had fun meeting the characters and doing all that stuff. So mm, yeah, overall it was good. Yeah. It's cool. It's good to hear. I was trying to think about my last two weekends. I think they've been very, very low key. I have, uh, actually probably the, the big one. Um, it's more just been in, t- in anticipation of my snowboard trip this next weekend. And, uh, this last weekend. So my wife ordered me a board for Christmas. That was my Christmas present. Very generous of her. Um, but of course, because of COVID and, um, uh, shipping issues and, you know, all sorts of e-commerce stuff happening right now, she basically, she bought it through like an online retailer and, uh, the provider is called Solomon board. They were like super backordered, super delayed. And it was supposed to originally supposed to ship out like the, the, the week after Christmas. And then it was like, Oh, it's delayed till January 5th. And then January 5th, we hadn't heard anything. So then we called the retailer again and they were like, yeah, we haven't heard anything from them. And so finally on Saturday we were like, well, if we're going this next weekend, we need to like either cancel or like get like a date that's going to ship. So we know it's going to come in time. And basically they were like, yeah, we haven't heard anything at all. Like, we've called other oh, retailers no. too. And like, no one's heard from them. It's 
probably a whole bunch of boards stuck on a ship in a container somewhere. And, uh, they're like, I would, she was like, I would advise you to just cancel <laughs> to be honest. And we're like, wow. All right. So we went, then we went board shopping, uh, got a new board and I spent, uh, most of the weekend setting that up and playing around, uh, getting my knees ready, getting all configured and stuff. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Awesome. That's cool. I'm yeah. glad it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Now I've got it all, got it all ready. I've got a bag on the way and, uh, we'll either go one or two days this next weekend, but I'm going to get the most out of it as I can. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, updates on the business side of things. Um, the big one is the swipe files job board, which is the super secret project that I can finally talk about, which haven't talked about it <laughs> yes. before. I don't think I've, okay. I don't know if I've like said it out loud. I've only or, talked about it as the secret project. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, I reacquired Hey Marketers, which you already know, cause we've been talking about it for a long time, but for the audience, uh, reacquired Hey Marketers, my job board that I sold the majority stake of in November of 2020. And so basically long story short, September, the buyer reached out and was like, Hey, I'd rather own a hundred percent or a 0% sort of simplifying their life. And to be honest for the price of buying it back at a steep discount, I basically couldn't say no in the process discovered <laughs> a company called Palette. They provide the job board software, but also the service of finding you and curating jobs as well as playing matchmaker for more of like a um, recruiting kind of offering essentially. So that got me all stoked and excited. And, uh, so it closed the first week of January, I think right after we recorded our, our last episode and then configured all the domain stuff and set up the, the job board and then just announced it last week, I think on Friday, maybe right before the weekend. So then we sort of rebranded everything's uh, pointing now towards jobs at swipefiles.com. And I got my first three featured listings, which are like the paid listings essentially. Um, which is fun to see and gotten really good response from people. Lots of movement, emailed the whole list about it. A lot of people excited. So feels good to finally get that out there, be able to talk about it, be able to market it and, uh, have it back in my hands again. Yeah. Yeah. How's it, how's it feel to sort of come full circle with it? Yeah, it feels strange. It's weird. It almost feels a little bit <laughs> like so crazy. Like it hasn't, I don't know, like nothing's really changed because I've just still been pointing people back to Hey Marketers whenever they're like, Hey, I'm hiring for a marketer. Or a lot of people didn't know that I'd sold it. So they'd be like, Hey, I posted on your job board or, you know, do you still own this? And I would just say, you know, I own a small part or please do, or, you know, go talk to Rich. Mm -hmm. um, and so now that's back in my hands, it doesn't feel like super strange because it still feels like it was, you know, tied to it a good amount, but, uh, it definitely feels good to have like everything set up the way that I wanted to ideally. Cause again, the reason why I sold in the first place was it was a big time suck and the no code stack was kind of falling apart a little bit. I was kind of breaking. And, um, so I wanted something that was like seamless and that also wouldn't take up time. And I think somehow through the right timing and the right resources and palette and just the way that it worked out, it's kind of all come together perfectly. So couldn't have asked for a better situation coming back full circle. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a great asset for swipe files. 
Yeah. It, yeah, it just makes so. sense to have a job board with the community and everything else. So totally. I think, you know, in hindsight, a little bit, like I was overwhelmed when I originally sold it and I didn't have like the same vision for swipe files being sort of what it is today. Mm-hmm. Still very much like feeling around and trying to figure out what it was and couldn't really see like the whole vision. Um, I didn't really like the idea of like rebranding at the time to like a swipe files asset essentially, but now it makes perfect sense and it feels really seamless. And, um, I think too, what's going to take a lot, a lot of the pressure off is that, uh, it's basically like a freemium job board. So whereas before it kind of felt like a lot to constantly and like only rely on paid listings to keep the job board sort of fresh and up to date and, either, you know, relying on paid listings and or scraping myself. Uh, but this, this way, since it's freemium where you can post a job for free, but then if you want to make it featured where it's like sticky at the top and then it lasts an extra 30 days and you get a tweet shout out from me, then like the barrier to entry is way, way lower. And it feels like a much easier mm-hmm. ask to just like, Hey, go and post. And also if you want like these extra features, then you can pay and it sort of will feel, you know, well worth the cost and, and the time but I don't have to do like any work sourcing jobs in general to keep the job board fresh and up to date and like a thing worth visiting. Mm-hmm. So is, is pal is pallet like backfilling jobs on there for you mm-hmm. or yeah. is it just like you can tell people to go post cause it's free or both? Uh, both. Yeah. Both. Okay. So people can post on there for free and then I'll see it. And like my little, uh, there's basically just a section where I can like review new jobs and like approve or deny. And so all those will pop up there. And then every week pallet pushes in like a new set of jobs from their network, um, for free. And then I can, again, approve, deny, I can even make a little comment. So for each one of the feature postings, I can add a comment onto the posting and then I can say like what I think is interesting about it or sort of give it like a big, you know, endorsement of some, some kind or, give an extra shout out so that when it, when people click on it, then they can see a little message from me. Um, but again, that just makes it so much easier. Like that was the main anxiety when I had, it was like, I constantly need to feel like I'm, you know, I need new jobs to show to subscribers. And it was just such an uphill battle. And now it just feels way, way easier. And then there's also the back end of the recruiting function, which I'm really excited about. I feel like that's like the real kind of monetization opportunity because, um, whenever a company signs up, they also have the option to sort of sign up for the talent collective. And then once a month, I just press publish and then pallet does all the work of making the intros between companies and marketers on those exclusive lists. And then they do the follow-up to see if they found someone. If they do, we take a 5% sourcing fee. And I mean, like, I feel really lucky. <laughs> it's just like I could not ask for a better situation. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So that's the big one. The the next two big announcements and like things I'm trying to work on are launching the course, which I talked about last time and I wanted to have out the door by the time we recorded this. But then today was uh MLK day and I know some people are gonna be taking it off, so I decided to do the launch tomorrow. Um but I'll be launching marketing like a media company finally. And it just took me a while to like get my thoughts into words on like how I wanted to describe it and talk about it. 
but I've got like the tweet thread scheduled, uh, the emails in ConvertKit ready to go, copy some, copy paste some things over to LinkedIn and then call it a day on that. But, um, that'll be going out tomorrow. And then the other thing is announcing the sponsors. And I think I'll actually be onboarding one more sponsor who is kind of late to the party, but is a really good (laughs) fit. And, um, I sort of like, they were sort of like on the fence for a while and I left the door open for them and they decided to sort of late. We're like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Even though sort of like we're late to the party, they want to join. So, uh, I'll be making that announcement the week after. So I need to do some prep for that as well before I leave for, for some snowboarding on the weekend. Okay. So, so we don't get to learn who the sponsors are yet. Uh, maybe not the, the fifth and final sponsor, but the, the other four are Agora Pulse, a social media scheduling platform, Ahrefs, the SEO tool, um, the juice, which is like a Spotify for sales and marketing content, which is really cool. And I'll have some, I'm have some really fun kind of collaborations with them and 42 agency by Camille Rexton, which is basically like uh demand gen for SAS as a service. Um, and then the fifth all announced probably the next time so we <laughs> should have them wrapped up by then. Um, but all really, really great fits. Like they're on sort of like the, the list of ideal partners, ones that I'd like to work with. I feel like represent the brand well and who I think would be a, a no brainer for the Swy files audience. And, um, so excited to finally get them on the site and the newsletter. I've got all that sort of implemented. I need to create more content still for them, but I sort of have some time since it's like throughout the year, I just need to create a few more newsletters each week and, um, get those scheduled to go. But otherwise it's pretty, pretty plug and play. It's pretty seamless. Nice. Exciting stuff, man. Yeah, I know. I feel like a lot of like big things this month, I just seem to like get out the door and then I don't know, probably be a little bit more quiet or a little bit more low key. (laughs) Not as many big things to announce all the time, but they're sort of all, all at once here in January. I know you're moving at warp speed right now. Yeah. Yeah. It'll feel good to have all these things like out there sort of done check Mark. I'm, I'm excited to get sort of into like marketing mode where I'm not creating more products or sort of like you know, mm. on the like revenue side of things, just creating more content, growing my Twitter following, growing the, the newsletter. I think I'm, I'm pretty stoked to get back to that. Cool. I get the impression that marketing like a media company is a little bit of a different audience from your other courses. Like refactoring growth to me is like very early stage founder is like the, the perfect audience for that. I, I get the impression marketing like a media company is more, you know, the, uh, maybe a marketer working in a, a larger product company. Yeah. Does that change yeah, exactly. how you are planning to market it? Not exactly. I think that part of it has been with the current courses and the way that I marketed. Um, Oh, that's one other thing I can talk about, but, uh, turning it down. So I don't forget the, the current course is the way I market it. It's like very founder appealing sort of mm-hmm. DIY marketing. And I haven't done a great job of like activating more of the in-house marketers. And so this course is also like part of that attempt to appeal more to that audience 
and activate a lot of the people that are on the newsletter and are subscribed or followed, but don't, but aren't Swifels members yet. And that should feel very much like, all right, this is like directly for you. You know, this mm, is cool. for people like you. Um, so yeah, I think that's, it's, it's definitely a little bit different and intentionally, of course, a lot of it, it all still applies to like founders and indie hackers, but definitely more so towards that, like in-house marketer, especially like a, like a kind of senior level, you know, director of marketing, VP of marketing, even, um, who has like more strategic sort of like setting the vision a little bit more cutting edge, right. Trying to, trying to really push the boundary of what marketing looks like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, as a part of, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say as a part of launching the new course, I also made some updates to the membership landing page, which was on my list last time talking about how I needed to, to improve that. So I took another stab at it, made some slight improvements. Um, a couple of updates there. I feel a lot better about it. I still don't think it's like perfect or like the ideal. Um, but I think it definitely like communicates a lot better sort of what you get as a member, what it looks like. Um, exposing kind of the community and the course content, bring, like bringing it to life on the page rather than having it all behind the paywall. A lot of mm. things I was talking about last time. So I feel a lot better about that too. Cool. Do you track like the conversion rate before and after making a big change like that? <laughs> I should. <laughs> <but> I <don't. laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, no. I, I, was, I never do either but I was yeah. curious if you do, you know, I haven't, um, I really, I really s should start doing that. I just, I've kind of felt like I don't really know what that would tell me. I just, I know that there's improvements to be made. And so every time I mm -hmm. make that improvement, I like I sort of know that conversions are going to be better or like the, at least should in theory, they're not going to go down for sure. I don't know if it would like change anything about the way that I work or what I update. Uh, the other part has just been like the tech stack and some limita limitations around like conversion tracking and stuff like that. I think now I have a better idea of some of the tooling and sort of like ways to pull that off. It's definitely still difficult. Um, not impossible. That should be something I should revisit in a couple months and see if I can have a better mm -hmm. idea of like the funnel. So a large part of the funnel is just like Twitter to newsletter subscriber to member. That's like the main kind of path that I want people to go through. And since the newsletter is kind of evergreen and it's dripped out over time, it's not as clear. Like I don't, I don't see like any real bumps anymore. If you know what I mean? Like it's all just kind of like consistent feels like people just come out of nowhere because they sort of do based on which email they're coming from and or what happened to be talking about on Twitter that day. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about you? What's new in JetBoost land? Oh man. Um, not a ton. <laughs> As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's been, uh, it's been slow going in January. Uh, slow going in December and trying to, to figure things out. But 
the the one thing we have made progress on is the affiliate program is now um, sent out the first invites for that. Nice, um, that's so awesome. Getting that going, yeah, every, yeah, everything's set up. We've do we did our first sort of like test conversion. Everything works. So, hmm. um, yeah, excited to see the response to that, especially more so when we just make it widely available to everyone and anyone and everyone. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think what I'm really happy about with it is we put a lot of work and thought into, and I've talked about this before, but the like the getting started guide and the, uh, you know, brand kit and all, all of the materials for the affiliates. So it's not just, Mm -hmm. Hey, we have an affiliate program. Uh, if you want to try and earn some commission, like, go figure it out. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's yeah. we're, we're trying to give people a good starting point, uh, and some ideas for, um, things that they can promote and, you know, selling points of jet boost and, and all that stuff. And so, um, yeah, excited to just go through this little trial run. And then if, if everything looks good, uh, like I said, roll it out to everyone. Sweet. Yeah. That's huge progress. I mean, yeah. just like pushing it live and inviting people is like a big milestone just to feel, like you've gotten to that place where everything's hooked up correctly and you can push out the invites. <laughs> so now it's just a matter of yeah. getting people on board, right? Which is a much easier task. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, that's that's definitely a big win. Um it's cool too that it's like a it's like purely on the marketing side, <laughs> which is has not always been uh priority number one for mm-hmm. Jetboost, so um, yeah. Yeah. And then outside of that, um, I think, uh, generally I, I've, I've just been struggling with the direction, like setting in a direction. So, uh, you know, we've been exploring a bunch of different ideas for jet boost, um, you know, new product ideas, new booster ideas, uh, again, these are, and this is not like stuff we're inventing. This is like things people have been asking for, for a long time, or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had a bunch of conversations last week with, uh, Webflow developers and I've got a couple more this week. Um, but we haven't really committed to one thing yet. There's also, I've, I've been talking forever about some of the, the technical debt and, um, you know, shoring things up there and, and trying to bring on another developer and, um, setting them up better than, than I have in the past. Um, actually had a conversation with a developer last week, which was, uh, well, he's, he has his own product, uh, which in some ways is very similar to Jetboost. Like it's a, hmm. it's a script that you install on somebody else's site and then it sort of loads. It's not Webflow related, but it loads like widgets and stuff on, on their website. Hmm. Um, Fortunately, he's all booked up now, but it was, it was, it was like a great conversation mm. just talking to someone who like understands the, the challenges of, yeah, it's not like a normal SaaS app where you just control everything. It's like your, uh, there's a lot going on that is, is, is outside your control really. And, and so it's, it makes some of the development, some of the testing not as straightforward as, um, as other applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
finally someone who can speak the same language, <laughs> empathize with some of the same yeah. issues. Yeah, just unfortunately, uh, at least not right now, not we're not able to work together. So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully soon. Yeah, timing is yeah, timing is always so hard. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I I sent out. Or go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it. I know you said it was uh, it's been like a slow January. I hope Derek doesn't mind, but I can say uh, Zabikal has been unusually slow in January too. So maybe it's not just a jet boost thing. Maybe it's <laughs> a lot of people starting the year slow and are not as ambitiously trying out new tools and uh, you know starting new projects or whatever it looks like. Um, but it's been like really really slow. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's been, I mean, it's been really slow. Uh, exactly what you just described, like new people trying out the product. Um, but it's also just been like slow for me personally outside of that. Oh, yeah. As far yeah. as like, you know, I, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I sent out my December investor update last week. Like, you know, <laughs> 10 days later or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. maybe longer. Um, it was like, it was really hard to send out because it was, it's probably the most negative I've been um, in, you know, in reflecting on the previous month. And, it, and not that like, it wasn't really about December. It was more about like where I'm at personally with with some things going on and and just you know also trying to grow the business and keep things going and and figure out what to do next and um so there's just like there was a lot i was unpacking for myself and then it was like oh i'm also going to be sending this to my investors or, or you know Comfund, the, the the investor in jetboost and then like mm-hmm. all the other founders on my list who are all these like people that i i greatly respect and <laughs> uh yeah. It was it was it was hard. It was a little bit terrifying, um, but it did kick off some some good conversations so far, and and I have a few mm. more this week. And uh, man, people are people are so gracious with their time and and helpful, and uh, you know, a lot of people can really empathize because they've uh, again other founders have been there before, and um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm rambling at this point and like not, not going into <laughs> specifics enough, but, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's, it's been a grind for sure for, for mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. 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 Well, from my perspective, if I can chime in my two cents after I read it, um, wasn't entirely new information cause you know, we talk often and sort of, I know some of the backstory as well, but to me sounds a little bit like burnout, which is completely okay and reasonable. I think especially being like the stage of business and the time, like now it's been, it's coming up just on two years since you've gone full time on Jetboost, and two years is a long time to just be in like sprint mode, right? Just like full out <laughs> survival mode. Right. Um, and I don't know if you've been following Adam Wathen a little bit, but he like, he's like taking like the whole month off and he's sort of been talking about some of this like burnout slash like motivation and kind of work stuff. Um, but I think part of it is 
you know, if I can read in between the lines of even the way you described it now is like giving yourself some permission just to not work on stuff or not be like super productive and just to like take a step back and breathe and not feel like you have to, I feel like maybe this podcast is, you know, part of the, not like the problem, but when you feel like you always have something to show for all the time and talk about all the time, then that creates like this low grade, you know, back in your mind anxiety around, am I doing enough or what, what can I talk about the next time? Or, you know, can I, you know, so much like this insecurity around feeling productive and, um, you have to be able, you know, be okay with just being like, you know, I'm not going to work on this. I'm going to go work on fun stuff for a while. or I'm not going to work at all. Or I'm going to, I know there's a lot of timing stuff that, you, you know, motivates you to work and want to make progress in other things. But at the same time, you can't, you know, force too much. Right. I don't know. I'm rambling now these yeah. days too, but that's from my perspective, <laughs> sort of what I, what I read into. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's like, I, I feel like I've been in that unproductive, like, it's not like I feel like, okay, I want to be unproductive now for a little while. It's like, I feel like I've been unproductive for a while and like, I want to get out of this and like get back yeah. into the saddle and, you know, mm-hmm. and it, maybe that is burnout or, or whatever it is, but it, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I know it's like with, with my personality type, a lot of founders, it's like, okay, like I just want to like get through this mess and like get to mm-hmm. the, the conclusion <laughs> of it and like, let's get back and let's get going again, you know? And mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously it doesn't work that way, but, um, yeah, it, it, it makes things tough. Yeah. This may or may not be the case, but it's almost like you have to be even less productive to then be more productive. You know, it feels like, you know, you're sort of at like this, this grind and you're like, okay, I just got to like keep getting through this at the same pace to get out of it. But sometimes you have to like, you know, take your foot off the gas pedal and then that like sort of releases yourself to be more productive later. I don't know. Like I said, it's a counterintuitive thing. Like you just want to get through it, but sometimes you can't use just like brute force to get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you mentioned Adam Watham. I, I have been following some of the stuff he's been saying recently and listened to a podcast episode he did the other day, which was really good. And he was talking about how, like, he didn't set out to build a company. He's like, I just wanted to, you know, <laughs> make cool stuff and hope that people would like it. And then, like, kind of had to build a company around that because like that was the only way to keep it going. He's like, the only reason we charge Mm -hmm. for tailwind UI is so that I can keep making stuff like this and not have to go get a job. Um, yeah. You know, which, which I, which I thought was really interesting. Even though the way he talked about hiring, it was like, you know, he said, he's like the first hire we made, we didn't really put any thought into it and we're just kind of lucky it worked out. Uh, which I can kind of relate to as well. Um, but yeah, at some point like that doesn't work anymore and and you have to either like, at least the way I'm thinking about it is like you either get stuck where you're at or you 
figure out how to like level up and, and push through it and then like I don't know, then then grow the company, grow the, the business and um and it ends up being like you'll end up in a stronger position overall at the end, but it's like it's getting to that point where I think it's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest part is probably that there's just no clear cut answer or like solution, you know, this thing, especially as like the founder type, you just want to be like, all right, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Right. And then I'll like get out of it. <laughs> um, I think Michelle Hansen has kind of been going through some similar stuff. I don't know how recent it, it, it's been, but I know she was talking about that in the last few months. And, um, I don't know where she's at or if she reached out to you about it, but it sounds like she's kind of gone through some similar stuff around just feeling, you know, kind of that rut, but also wanting to just have like the solution. Just what's the formula? Tell me what it is, but not yeah. always as clear cut. Yeah. I think from listening to her podcast, it's, I think her situation has been more like less like work burnout and more of just like life related stuff like mm. she moved to a new country and you yeah. know all, all, all this um but yeah yeah she she i have been talking to her and she's uh we have another conversation this week that that schedule i'm super excited for it so that's good yeah she's she's super helpful <laughs> she's awesome yeah yeah i don't know just gotta just gotta keep pushing through and figure it out Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just figured it out. Try not to rush it. Um, it's also a lot of like seasonality, you know, it's just like not always going to be the same forever. I think that's what makes things interesting in life is I think when, when things get a little bit monotonous, you know, you just like naturally start feeling ways that get you out of that monotony or force you to get out of your comfort zone or explore other ideas or switch it up in some way. And it's, it could just be another one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, that's that's very true. It's like you can sit in the comfort for a while and it's like, okay, things are good, like this feels good. And then keep sitting it and then keep sitting it and then you're like, wait a second, like I'm I mean they're avoiding discomfort because I'm like way too comfortable now and you know, and it's like yeah, things aren't moving the way they should be because of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like exactly, but I think one of the things we talked about the last time was just doing, wanting to focus more on marketing. And if that's like a, a relief or sort of like some sort of change of pace that helps with not feeling as productive or like there's as many like product things to do. Um, maybe that's more of like a, a thing or a focus or sort of an outlet for wanting to feel productive without actually being in the code as much. Uh, I, I know especially support can be a struggle and doing a lot of technical exploration and troubleshooting and stuff like that. And, um, I forgot to bring it up now, but, uh, you know, proud of ton Jeff, who's Jeff, who's finally <laughs> launched there. Uh, I know. Maybe that's one of the things I don't know. You explore in the near future or not, possibly. 
Yeah, it's uh, obviously we've we've been talking about it for a long time now. I think I particularly struggle like obviously I I already find marketing to be the more difficult side of the business than the product side. Um but then when I'm also low energy, it's like even more difficult. <laughs> mm, really? It's like yeah, if 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 I'm feeling good, things are things are going well, then it's like okay, let's get out there, let's, you know, let's let's make some noise, let's shout out about it and yeah, I can I can tell like my energy is not there mm-hmm. to want to go and like be out there then. Yeah, yeah, and that's in a. Which again, this is like why you demands. hire people and <laughs> right. <laughs> not everything rely on yourself um, and have a team. But yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, before I forget, uh, I know you mentioned it here a few times. But, um, I think a, a theme that you've mentioned a few times is, you know, Tyler giving you the advice of for support, you know, you, sometimes you basically start like top down, even though some people have been waiting for an answer for a long time, you give like the newest support tickets attention first so that you give some people like a really fast response and they're just like amazed. And then other people like they've already been waiting but basically instead of doing it all chronologically, you sort of stop, start at the top. Um, well, I just heard Alexis Ohanian on a podcast. I think this is where Tyler got it from because he was talking about in the early Reddit days, he was, uh, he was sort of like the support guy and he was like the community guy actually like facilitating everything going on early on. And, um, so he sort of like took the burden of answering emails and manning. I think he said it was like the contact at reddit.com or something like that email. And, um, and he talked about that theory or that strategy of starting top down. He was like, you give some people a really magical moment. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm talking with the, the founder of Reddit. And he responded to me right away. And then he was like, but honestly, <laughs> other people, you know, have been waiting for weeks and I would just end up deleting it. <laughs> so but oh my like, gosh. some people, they get that really magical experience and that really helps. But that basically allowed them to provide a great experience for some people, a crappy experience for some people rather than like a mediocre experience for everyone. Uh, so I can keep that in the back pocket as the OG, like basically where that originated from. He probably got that from someone else too. Right. But I thought maybe that was mm-hmm. maybe predated Tyler and his experience or wherever he got it from. Yeah. That's super funny. Yeah. I thought Tyler invented that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new, right? It's all a, rem- all a remix. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, any other thoughts, ideas, things coming up you want to mention before we call it a day? I don't think so. No. All right. Well, I think the next time we record actually will be in... Actually, no. It'll probably be January. I was going to say it was going to be in February. If I look at the calendar now, two weeks, what's the day? 17th. I mean, actually it might be February, like really early if my calendar would load for me. Oh, wrong link. Anyways, um, how are you, how are you liking? Oh yeah. It'll be the, the 21st or it'll be the 31st, but it'll publish on February 1st. Uh, how are you liking the biweekly schedule so far? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I honestly do miss doing weekly. 
but I feel like uh, I'm sort of glad we're not doing weekly right now because I feel like <laughs> I'd be like, give my update in five minutes and be done. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, it felt strange last week not recording. Uh, mm-hmm. I sort of like that cadence of like always, like when it's weekly, it's sort of easy to just, you just know that's like the time of the week and right. expect it every time. And it sort of becomes a natural part of your schedule. At the same time, last week I was kind of glad because I ended up doing a whole bunch of stuff uh, that I needed to get done like the next day. And so it was like an extra couple of hours where I could unlock to work on that early in the week, I think, especially being like a Monday, just like a whole bunch of things pile up from the weekend and have like big plans. You sort of want to get ahead of the schedule. So yeah, I don't know. Still kind of on the fence. No, like real, like leaning either way, but we'll continue the experiment until we feel otherwise. Yeah. I did get a tiny, uh, by tiny, I mean like, um, maybe one or two people, feedback saying they missed the weekly so oh really out of mind (laughs) our super fans our super listeners (laughs) well maybe if we get enough enough protests enough um there we go clearing about it we'll bring it back but uh let us know what you think leave a comment ask a question there's a link in the show notes we'll include your audio if it's something reasonable and and audible (laughs) something useful to include but we'd love to hear from you so use that link. It's a link to our zip message inbox. Um, and otherwise, we'll see you in the next one in February. <laughs>